What up, though? Yeah. Make sure y'all check out Neptune Sunday, hosted by Vaughn and Vogue. It's available any and everywhere you get your podcast. And welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? This is a very special episode, something that I came up with. Um, I want to say this is like November. Um, I had an idea of pretty much taking different artists' discography and seeing what I can construct based off of me kind of playing a and um, So for the most part, it's like uh, today's guest is someone that you know how you randomly just on IG, you see uh, you just see clothes and anything related to music. And niggas know me. If you know me, know me. I'm a Neptune's baby, dog. Like, it's, I can't explain what these niggas mean to me, dog. Like, Pharrell has been, like, an idol for, like, a lot of us. But where I got my taste in dress, like, uh, what to listen for. Uh, I love reading liner notes as a kid growing up. And it was just, like... He was the epitome of what I am as a nigga from the county. So it's like, I'm not into nothing, but I know niggas that's in this stuff, allegedly. And then it's kind of like, you. I grow up in a, in a sense of, I know where to be and where not to be, and the stuff that occupy me. And music has always been that, the love for music that I've always had. Um, but so, let's let me get back to exactly why we're here. Uh, so... Um, for the most part, it was an idea that I came up with just sitting around and, you know, the, the various discussions you have with people about music, it's like, oh, I don't like this song on this album. I wish this song wasn't there, or they shouldn't have ended the album with this, or it should have started with this. And that's always been a discussion in, in like my, my friends and my, uh, music group chats and shit like that. So, but like I said, it's a special episode. Um, I want to I I just yo I'm hella excited I'm sorry bro like I'm hella excited because I don't get to talk the Neptune stuff with too many people they don't really understand it but uh ladies and gentlemen we have the co-host of Neptune Sunday we have V Moss in the motherfucking building let's go what's good what's good what's good appreciate you having me man like Previous. all the stuff that you talked about is exactly how I feel as well, you know, like, it's just, if you are a certain age, black male, black people anyway, in that age group that we grew up in the, in the early 2000s and in our teenage high school years or even middle school years, just being able to have Pharrell and Chad and all of them, it's like being able to carve out a space for us that we felt comfortable being, you know, not gangster, but gangster adjacent, but also <laughs> not uh, rock and roll, but rock and roll adjacent and being able to figure out who you are and who you want to be and feel comfortable in your own skin. But also knowing that, you know, if you love it, you love it. doesn't matter who you are. If you like it, it's cool. So just being able to have that that inspiration of being able to be yourself and be creative. Um, that was a huge deal for me. But obviously, so I'm born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. So just to figure out that these guys who are doing what they're doing at the, at the highest level and then bringing the clips on into it later, that they're actually from down the way, like from 757, like, huh? Like, 
that was mind blowing to me growing up. So like, I basically just became a fan immediately, and um, you know, just just the, just the music, the music touched to me, spoke to me in so many different ways. They had so many hits too. Once you once you went back and I like really realized how much music they were making, that how much good music they were making. Um, my godbrother, who is basically like my one of my, he's my our moms are close best friends, and and they've known each other since they was 11 years old. So this is basically like my older brother. So me and his younger brother used to just be downstairs in the basement when he was DJing. And he would drop all of the all of the early 2000s shit in his in his sets. Like I remember vividly in the basement, his stack of crates had Melvin Flint the Hustler was one of the top ones. I just remember that album cover, and I remember oh oh no, and like he so he put us on. So like all of that, just like I've been a fan and just respecting all the stuff that. You know, P and Chad have done individually and, and as a collective, obviously, with the Star Trek movement. But just to be making hits for so long is amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, what What is your earliest Neptune production memory? Uh, is it is it Melvin Flint? I say my earliest memory of really realizing it was them was definitely. It was definitely Jay Z. Give it to me. Mm. Like I, I, I recognize Super Thug. I recognize Oh No. Like I recognize the Khalees joints. But like that was when I realized. Oh, when Hoax said, "Did you bling like the Neptune sound?" I was like, "Nah, man, stop <laughs> playing." Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay, let me let me pay more attention, man. But one of, one of my favorite stories that I always tell, like I told on the podcast a couple times, but I always tell people as it relates to. My godbrother, who I was just talking about, well, his younger brother at the same age. So we, we went to high school together. We grew up together. Um, so our senior year, I mean, our freshman year at our high school, the older godbrother DJed a party for the two flyest girls in our high school, like for their graduating, like graduation party, right? Mm-hmm. And we tacked along carrying the crates. And my man, my godbrother dropped. Philly's most wanted, please don't mind. Ooh. And that put me in a different space, yo. Like, cause cause I'm watching the crowd react to it, and it's like, you know, it wasn't one of those drinks that was like a certified, like, oh, that's like the peak. It was like, yo, it was a warming up drink, but it still had an impact though. Like mm-hmm. when we talking about here in Richmond, Virginia, we're not like in Philly or up here, you know, where they from or like mm-hmm. anywhere in the Northeast. Like we in Virginia, bro. And like for that song to go as crazy as it did was a big deal. Man, uh, Philly's most wanted, dog. Uh, pretty much, uh, in the sense that Neptune's second crack at being at, at like putting out a group. Um, right. For the longest time, I always said Philly's most wanted was the first clips uh, mm-hmm. that actually performed well with charts and uh, allowed people to see what Neptune's can do, given the opportunity to create. Uh, a sound for a whole album. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I love that shit. Uh, yo, I please don't mind the remix to Cross the Border, the JBM remix, and it had uh the clips on there, Fab, um, mm-hmm. and Philly's Most Wanted. Like that's a very uh, man, a very slept on album, dog. A very slept on album. My first memory of the Neptunes would probably be Oh No, specifically the video. Seeing yep. Pharrell 
with the, with the choker uh, yeah. and a beater, <laughs> and then years later see him on Drink Champs and hear like that that's him. Like when Nori right. first met him, that's what that nigga looked like. So it, right. it's always dope, uh, man. It's so much we gotta get to. I want to start with your podcast. So, um, how did you settle on the name? Like it it's pretty dope. Like initially when I seen your uh I seen you talk about I think we it was I forgot the guy's post, but it was like he put out a Neptune's collection uh uh-huh. recently. And yeah. I, I went to your page and I was like, no, oh, this shit sound dope. He's the, I think he was talking about the clips bracket, which yes. You know, I don't think we got time to talk about this clips bracket, <laughs> but I, I one one I want to before I get right back to uh you know you answering the question I want to say I commend y'all for completing that bracket. Uh, the the episode was long, but I yes. did not care. Like Bro. I was so invested in this shit. I personally tried to do this three two or three years ago with a Jay Z bracket. And it was, it didn't really work out because two of the three people were Jay-Z fans. And then the other one was a Nas fan. So I kind of like, I didn't really, it wasn't the right space for him to be on there. It was a bad idea. Uh, I I can't lie. Like when I was listening to this episode, I was arguing with y'all niggas. The bracket (laughs) episode was so dope. So shout out to B-Dot. Mm-hmm. You know, for that whole the whole bracket show concept. That's where I kind of got inspired for it. But okay, like that specific episode is is so dope to me. And again, like you saying that you don't care that it was that long. You listen to it like that means a lot to us because like that really is just me and my best five six friends in a room talking shit about shit that we love about this music that really made an impact on us. And um, you know, the, I, I listen to that, and that, and that moment means more. Like, the music is one thing, and obviously the comp, competitive back and forth and analysis of the music is another thing, but, like, I live in Philly now. So, like, I don't okay. get to see those guys. Oh, we only get in a room together like that maybe two, three times a year at the most. And so to use the podcast is another reason for us to bring all of us together and this just fellowship and, you know, Juices flowing, you know what I'm saying? Just love, energy, like, with the people that you love the most is just a dope. That's that's what's dopest about that episode. But obviously, the conversation was the conversation was what it was. Like, yeah. If you, if you like it, you love it, it is what it is. We got to what we got to. We're not going to ruin the bracket. If you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Please go listen um, to it. But, yeah. um, So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it was one part. One, one part. <laughs> When y'all niggas said, uh, I think it was Chinese New Year, and somebody said something about Roscoe, and I was just like, they ain't fucking with Roscoe Pico Chain? Like, nah, man. We love Roscoe. You know, I, I was listening. I'm like, nah, I ain't like that pause, dog. I hate, everybody got kind of quiet and shit. I was like, nah, what's up with these niggas? Man? Nah, man. We love, we love Roscoe, man. Like, I think, I think so. In the group, it's a couple of us that's more tapped into others. Okay. So, like, I've heard all the Roscoe shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's in the get you. Or, like, you know, Ooh. obviously, the link one was crazy. Um, and all, obviously, all the stuff that he was featured on. But, like, not everyone's heard that 
And I also bring a different perspective because, like, I live down the street from where this man, like, used to run. So, like, I have a different perspective of of Roscoe. So, in that moment, we weren't we weren't in the space, and I feel you, we weren't in the space to have a Roscoe conversation. But okay. shout out to Roscoe. Yeah, shout out to Roscoe. You said you, you live in Philly now? Yeah, man, I lived in, I lived up here for like almost two years. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm in Philly all the time. My um my girlfriend lives in Philly, oh, so uh we I'm I'm always there shit. So I I understand uh the I always wanted to be involved just seeing how Philly artists like where they come from. I'm from Baltimore, so it's kind of like yeah. like cousins for the most part. But just to see uh what the Young Guns are talking about with Nice Town, or to to see what Beans is talking about with uh, South Philly and, and yeah. stuff like that. It's 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 a dope experience, and all the good food spots is up there. But and uh, I've actually <laughs> had the chance to like I've had the chance to meet Freeway a couple times up here, mm-hmm. um, and I'm around people at work that are like born and raised here. So just that energy, like like I, specifically one of my homeboys at work that's from South Philly. Just I appreciate. The, the, like the way that he's accepted me as an outsider and the way that that just makes me feel good that like I'm here and I, and I fit in like okay cool I'm good yeah. I'm yeah. good up here <laughs> yeah I know that I know that feeling dog uh I actually went to the freeway the 20th anniversary joint it was it was beautiful man yeah, it was beautiful dog just I'm so sad I missed that joint I actually um had to run DC that that Saturday and I couldn't get back in time mm-hmm. yeah that I'm a like I said earlier, I'm a Neptune's baby, but I'm also like Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Rockefeller yeah. to the death. Uh yeah. B sides, mixtapes, all of that. that. Like I, I love I love everything that came out of Rockefeller. But I was long with it. I'm sorry. How did you get the start of the podcast? The name, yeah, the inspiration, so, uh your yeah. co host as well? It's it's really simple as just like a lot of a lot of the stuff that came out of the pandemic was just trying to figure out ways to spend your time, right? But mm-hmm. and even before the pandemic, like, just being into the music, I've always had a playlist or, like, a folder or whatever where I just have any Neptune song, any Pharrell song, whatever, just drop it in there, try to refresh it every year or so just to make sure that I don't miss nothing or whenever something drops, make sure to add it. So I just got in the habit of, on Sundays when I didn't really have nothing to do, just throw the throw the shuffle on, mm-hmm. and like you just when you got seven, six, seven, eight hundred songs on a shuffle, like you always gonna catch something that you you like you forgot about or something that you just oh man I ain't I ain't never heard that for real like oh like what is that and like oh yeah this is my shit or like yo that's my favorite song right so just just the energy of spending the Sunday afternoons whatever just whether it's cleaning a house or doing some work or whatever, like, that's where the whole concept of, like, the name Neptune Sunday came from, mm-hmm. um, and I, before the podcast, I would, like, make playlists and share them with people, and, like, you know, I just put on the shuffle, like, here's all the songs, and send it to my boys and stuff, but what happened in the pandemic is, like, when verses really jumped off, and everybody was speculating, could, could the Neptunes, could P, could they do a versus, who would they do it against, blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, if they do it, here are the 20 songs. I made a playlist, put it on um, on the gram, on the story, and told people to hit me back. And so my co-host is actually, Vogue is one of my cousin's best friends. So, like, my cousin who I grew up with up here, mm-hmm. they live in, they from Upper Marlboro. So I used okay. to be up here in Upper Marlboro all the time. And, like, me and her just became tight over the years, and I've, we've always respected each other for our music tastes, and I've, I've known that she's been a, 
a fan of P and the Neptune. So she was one of the first people to hit me back with her own 20. And it wasn't completely different, but it was definitely some songs on there that are specific to her that I would not have put on my list. Okay. But at the same time was still super valid. Like a hundred percent, you can argue and be like, yo, okay, cool. Yeah. Your 20 actually is legit. And so we just, in that conversation was like, yo, let's, we should just have these conversations, man. Like let's, let's start a pod. We initially thought about doing a clubhouse, but clubhouse kind of became like a, a fad. And I was like, let's Oof. just, we might record it. Let's yeah. just record it, hop on the zoom and do it. And so, that's really what it is. And so, like, whenever we have specific things that we want to talk about, we hop in, we prepare, we do it. But I've also been really, we've been really blessed to have some really cool guests, too. Like, mm-hmm. that just come off the strength of, if I think about people or I see people on Twitter who are, I see are in the space, who are active and talking about certain things, and I can get the vibe, like, what the stuff they're talking about, that they would be a good person to have whether it's just a guest to have a conversation or whether it's a guest to have about a specific topic, like just off the strength, just email them. Just like, yo, come on the podcast. And if they hit me back, cool, let's figure it out. Or if they don't, okay, cool. Like I might hit them back again in a year and see what's good. But it's really just been, you know, a labor of love for me as a side hobby, just to keep, keep the energy going, keep the creative juices going. I make all the content. Like, I chop up all the videos, chop up, like, all the graphics and stuff with, with Vogue's help sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what it comes down to is, like I said before, is I'm a kid from Virginia. Like, so that is at the forefront of all of this is the conversations come back to me bigging up that place and all the things that it's done for me, but all of the things that Virginia has done for the culture so, like, we're going to talk about Timbo. Like, when we did a Justin Timberlake episode, like, yeah, we showing love to Timbo, too. Like, this ain't just about the Neptunes. Or, like, you know, we mentioning all the people that have been in the 757. And we're trying to talk about Bink and Knots. And we're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, even not from the 757, from our hometown in Richmond, Mass Skills. So, like, it's, that's always going to be mixed in there is, like, how can I use the podcast to make sure that people know that, there's something in the watershed is not just the name of a festival, man. Like, this is some real, this is really about, what that state has done to impact so many different areas of our culture and society, specifically in the music and entertainment space, whether you talk about Pharrell and Chad and Timbo and Missy, or you talk about Iverson and Vic and Plaxico Burris and all of those guys too. Damn. You're good. You're good. <laughs> now, uh, before anything, because I, I heard you say uh, the shuffle, uh, shuffling Neptune song, shout out to Corey Towns. Him and uh, it was another DJ. They put together yeah. this twelve. Him and Niles. Niles yes, Brandon. so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, putting that on shuffle is, oh my god! I it Bro. I, I think I'm. I think it's a Nori song. I've been trying to find. No, you know what it is. It is the Charlie Wilson, just him beautiful. His mm. version of beautiful mm. is on there. But mm-hmm. I can't figure out what CD it is. So every once in a blue moon, I, I take my uh my hard drive and I go through it and I try to find it. I can't find that shit for nothing. Uh, so shit, we talk about it today. I might as well try again today. But when the first time I heard that, I was like, oh my god, bro, Charlie Wilson really smoked this, bro, and bro. stuff like that, and hearing uh. 
Rel's version of No Better Love when it's just him. Like, stuff like that is... I love B-Sides. And a partial reason why I love my girlfriend. She she loves B-Sides. Like, we, like, just sit and chill and just listen to music and give perspectives that we have, man. And it's just so dope. And uh, you said a lot that kind of mirrored who we are, like, and who we pretty much represent you brought up mad skills i love mad skill podcast uh i just recently started to listen to the sample suite i think and they had a, a conversation with bink on there and that's when i found out the different records bink produced he produced uh i didn't know he did before i let you go by black street that was news to me i had no idea i'm not a stranger of his talent though like such an amazing producer and like dog, I I love Virginia. <laughs> my my dad is from uh the Eastern Shore part of Virginia, so um I it's just I don't know it's so welcoming down there. Uh, similar to like parts of Baltimore, <laughs> parts of Baltimore. Yeah, I know Baltimore too, yo. My um my dad's side got a big family, so one of his brothers. And their family grew up in Randallstown. So I used to come up there for Thanksgiving a couple of wow. times. Wow. Yeah, Randallstown is like five minutes from me. Ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, I live in Pikesville. Okay. So it's like it's like cousins. Randallstown is still, you know, they arrive rival high school, so we take that to the <laughs> death. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Milford. But yeah, man, yo, I, like I said, bro, I, I, I just had to find the right person to get this off with. So let's do it, man. I'm hyped. Let's go. All right. So I don't know what I want to call this series, but at the moment, I am calling it. Um, let's see, let's see. As I made my list, I went through it. I was listening. Uh arranged rhythms. That's what I'm calling it. Uh A and R. I don't know. It might be something different when y'all see the title. I don't fucking know. But all right, so I like that. I like it. I feel that. All right, okay, okay. So uh the rules of this is um, today is obviously we're going to be in Virginia, so it's going to be the clips. So the rules are you take, uh, the whole discography that they have that is on streaming platform. So, uh, anything that they did as a group album. So that's, uh, um, damn. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the album? All right, so you got uh, Lord Willing, um, yeah. Hell Have No Fury, uh, Till the Casket Drops, and is that it? And then there's the 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 shelf the album that was first. Uh, it's exclusive audio. Yeah. Okay. But it's weird. I think they just took that off of streaming. Though. I was just about to say. I think the only thing that's on there now is the funeral, and I think was this last year. It might have been, like, early part of the pandemic. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it was last May or the May that – or 2020 May. I don't know. But that's when I found out that it was on Apple. Um, For years, the only way that you can get it was on YouTube or yeah. it was, like, initially released overseas. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But I think that was the only, like, <clears throat> only way you could get it. And I think that was just, like, a bootlegger putting it to vinyl and CD and stuff right. like that. But um, so yeah, that's the rules. Uh, you, I'm sorry. So you had to take at least one song from each album. Um, I wanted to do anywhere between ten and twelve songs, and I wanted people to 
organize it as if you are the A&R. I want you to get a feel of how you would start the album. The the radio singles, uh, possibly if need be, interludes, uh, how you end the album. I want you to tell a story, uh, give a, a real vibe that, you know, you in the gym, you riding around in a car, you outside smoking, you doing whatever, you just enjoying the music, the bars, and why you pick certain songs, why certain songs match up. So, uh, yeah, let's hear your arranged uh, rhythms. What you got to start? All right. So, for me, my biggest thing was I really wanted it to be keep it dark and gritty, mm. but like upbeat at the same time. Okay. So like nothing crazy, like, you know, cause I, you got also got to think about like for right now, when you think about the four albums, I think everybody agrees that hell has no fear is the best. Right. And so I kind of started there and started to figure out, okay, cool. What songs from that do I want to keep? What songs do I want to take away? Like, how do I want to use other songs to fill in? In certain pockets, like what's the length? I want to keep it to twelve to thirteen songs, um, but that's just like what what we do, right? In the music debates, it's art. So however the art hits you, um, that's kind of the way that you want to, you know, talk about why you pick certain songs. So for me too, I also took it from the lens of twenty twenty three. So. Radio singles and all of that is out the window. Mm-hmm. This is this is straight up the a dark gritty hip hop rapping vibing clips album. Okay. Okay. All right. So my first song, starting off with the Lord Willing intro. Mm. So for me. That had to be the first song just because that was basically when you put that album on and you hear Pusha say plays me ain't the same I'm in the cane and guns like that sets the tone for what you got to listen to mm-hmm. like 100%. But then I kept I was like, you know what? I do. We do need something to follow up with. So I, I kept the we got it for treat cheap intro in there, too, because oh. I felt like the. The first one, the Lord Willing intro, was just like very much of a statement. Like I'm introducing us, we're introducing ourselves to you. We got it for cheap intro. It's more like, okay, cool. Now I'm letting y'all letting y'all know that we can rap. Yeah. Oh man. My next song, I want to hit people in the mouth after we after we say, okay, cool. We here, check it out. My third song is Doorman. Woo! You trying to not smack people in the face? Like, okay, cool. Let's go hard. Let's mm. let's get to it. Let's get straight to it, mm. right? Then my next song is like, all right, cool, Virginia, because I got to tell the story of who they are and, you know, what Virginia means to them and who they are as artists, but also who they are as individuals. Um, after that, I go wham, wham, so we get the energy back going, some stunting. Mm-hmm. Mr. Me Too is more stunting, beats crazy. Uh, obviously, the context for that song and how important that is to hip-hop history for all the reasons with... The beef and bape and all of that, Mr. Me Too is important. Okay, wait. I want to stop you. Are you about to go to the end of that right. song? All right, go ahead. All right. So 
Let's go back to the reference of your pod. All right. So, uh, this was the something in the water preview episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. <laughs> Why do y'all think that we will get a grind and remix perform live? I don't think we'll get it. That's just that's just like fantasy booking, man. <laughs> See, like, my, my background is in marketing, too. So, like, okay. I'm always thinking about the most outrageous, like, what's the biggest, most craziest moment that's going to have everybody, like, floored. That's all I'm always thinking about that, right? Like, I'm always thinking about, oh, like, how come so-and-so ain't come out for this? Or, like, oh, like, it always kills me from a marketing standpoint. When I watch festivals or shows or whatever and people performing that ain't that got songs together, but they don't come out for it. Uh. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I like, know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> that type of vibe is like I don't I don't think it would happen, but if it did, it'd be crazy. Crazy. That'd be crazy. Yo, it's crazy. it's funny you said uh that because that's how I felt. All right, so and, and as my girlfriend liked to say, we were we were hove spies at a Nas concert. So we went to the Nas okay. one night only the day before the freeway show, right? It was in uh MSG. So, coming into this, my thinking is, all right, we're in Master Square Garden. He doing King's Disease. He should bring out the firm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, them niggas ain't doing shit. I'm, t- I'm sorry. I hate to put it that way, but Foxy Brown is kind of disappointing me because she's always on social media, mm. but it's like her writing lyrics, but there's no music. There hasn't been any music. Foxy Brown personally is my favorite female artist of all time. Like, I, mm-hmm. Broken Silence is possibly my favorite hip hop album from a woman. Uh, I know a lot of people gonna be like, eh, "He don't like hardcore." Like, yeah, all right, that's cool, <laughs> that's cool and shit. But Broken Silence, there's not a song on that fucking album that I wouldn't skip. But um, yeah, yeah it, I was disappointed. So I'm looking at it from that same perspective of, all right, well, you could bring out. You could bring out the firm. You could bring out Fabio. You could, hell, you could bring out Ferg. And I was disappointed. And then I was, I wasn't overly. A lot of people thought I was overly crucial, uh, critical of how he performed. But he's a born performer. And the best performance from the night came from AZ. Um, but I, I totally get what you're saying about how that would make, that would leave people floored. Something, uh, the first something in the world I went to and seeing Hove there. I was like, damn, the nigga just did B-Sides yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, I get it. It was there. Like, that's nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, I would like to, I would love to see it, bro. I would love to see that. I would love to see Wayne and and P do Yes. I would love to see them them do these records. But, unfortunately, uh, I think Wayne understands what that beef with Pusha and Drake did. Uh... So I don't think he'll he'll cross that line. I think as far as performance now, I I'm well aware that Pusha said there's no issue between them. Uh right. him, uh even when he was in the elevator and he see Birdman and it was just like whatever. Like the it was just a beef that was inherited by Drake and now he gotta stick with it. Uh right. but um yeah, I just wanna get that out because I, I I remember listening, I was like, I gotta make a mental note. Of this conversation. <laughs> I, I was at work. I had to stop what I was doing. I was like, nah, I need to know 
wow. <laughs> but I totally get it. Hand grinding remix live. I I I would love to see that. All the remixes, actually, because I'm pretty sure they could get all of them niggas. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. 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 Yeah, man. So, Mr. Me Too. Let me go into grinding. Mm-hmm. Obviously, grinding one of the arguably the best or most creative hip hop beat of all time. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna throw in a drink that I think is underrated that doesn't get the love. Ride around shining. Mm. I feel like the beat for that is just so like so mm. chill and so simple, but it's like very much, yo, you're not fucking with me, man. Like just listen to me. Like I'm all I want to do is ride around shining while yeah, I can afford. like come on, man. Like hot and on all these songs that they're starting on, they are still giving high quality raps though. Like let's that's very clear. Like all these songs they're doing. High quality bars, just talking that talk. Mm-hmm. Next, I got Cot Damn, so that's the posse cut. Ablava getting some bars off, Roscoe getting some bars off, which is important. Popular demand. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> like, four, four count, Cam coming on there talking crazy. Damn. Like, popular demand is my shit. Uh, my next song is the only one I got from exclusive audio footage, and that's the only one that was on the bracket too. A song called Power, that is literally just Push and Mal just spazzing on this crazy, like really sped up type Neptune's beat that they're just rapping, rapping. Mm-hmm. And then the in the album, Keys Open Doors, Oof. Dark Fade, fading off into the darkness with the. Highest level, highest quality cocaine raps to end the album. Ah, this is a tough one. <laughs> oh, uh, are you able to send me this player so we can make it available for people as well? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, this is gonna be good. I'm gonna start a collection and have all the playlists, um, have all the playlists, uh, available to people to listen to, like as if you listen to the first clips album. Or I don't want to say like a greatest hits because you know how greatest hits don't really flow; they just throw right. shit on a wall and see if it's art and shit. Right. But it's a uh, song just put on a playlist. I yeah, yeah, nah, man. That's why I, I fuck with uh, I, you probably follow them since we talk about it. Uh, for hip hop on IG, okay. Yeah, 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 he he makes or she I I I don't want to assume you know pronouns. Uh, so uh, they make great playlists. Like I'm talking song the song. It's like I see you playing this out. Uh, strictly for the jeeps. I think he's up to like six maybe, and it's just it. great playlists. Uh, I could I could send you the uh, IG if you don't um have them yet. But uh, Word. all right. So boom, I'm getting a mine. So. How I did this was I went to I I think I started with Hell Have No Fury too. Like I said, that's or like you said, like that is their best album. Uh I I I was a big fan of the Re Up Gang mixtapes. Yeah. Uh so that right there pissed me off that that wasn't available. Uh we Got It For Cheap, Volume 3, is by far my favorite mixtape ever. Um, okay. How it was put together, uh, 
them shit no Wayne crazy. Uh, just it was just we don't have a choice for what we doing because Arista is fucking up. So here, here's the music. Here's another one. Here's another one. It, it I was able to see how Sandman perform Ab Lava, the clips, Pharrell occasionally. Uh-huh. Uh, so it it was just. A dope era for me. To this day, I listen to it. Shout out to uh, archives.org. They have it available and damn near any mixtape that you can think of. Um, so I'm going to start off with Virginia. All right. So I started off with Virginia because I'm like, this is where they're from. It kind of gives them a glimpse. It gives people a glimpse of their reality and uh, what goes on down in Virginia. Um, I don't think before the clips on a national level was this kind of stuff talked about from Virginia. Right. Um, mostly like New York and maybe Atlanta, but New York and West Coast shit like that. But before them, I don't recall it, at least in, in our generation. But um, just hearing the sounds on there, Pharrell pretty much in the beginning starting the album off, I felt like that was perfect for for us to hear uh, their verses, uh, we smirked at the Simpson trial, saying the chase is wild, but what's the fuss about? It's just on, like man. the wordplay was crazy. Um, crazy. Sidebar, before we go any further, I don't know what Jim Jones is thinking out here, but it's nasty work. It's I'm not. <laughs> nah, man, you about to get me, you about to get me riled up, man. And I, and I really like Jim Jones. I really like Dipset, man, but... Come on, bro. Yeah. Let's, that, let's be real. That bro. boy is uh Let's be real. That boy is chucking. <laughs> he he want that verse bad. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, just so just so we don't go on a rant, bro. Like it just comes back to what we all know. It's like at this point in 2023, there's been so much music has been made in in the history of music. Specifically, hip hop is 50 years old this mm-hmm. year, like and in the past five years, has been able like to make and produce and distribute music at such a higher level. Mm-hmm. Like to think that there that any one person or any group of people is qualified to analyze all of that music and identify people and rank them like is insane. It's impossible. So we just have to understand that people are going on their perspective, and you know. What messes people up is when people start to start to speak so like from a place of absolute authority. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we can all have a conversation about what what the music means and what the impact is and what we know the impact to be like from a mass level, but also what it means to us individually or what it means to our community or what it meant to a community at a different side of the world, like whatever. But like I'm not gonna come out and say, you know. Uh, I'm not gonna come out and say that there's a song. I'm like, I don't want to ruin the clips, the clips bracket episode. But like, I'm not gonna say that that's definitively the best clip song ever. That's just the best song that we came up to when we did the bracket. Mm-hmm. But like, if somebody else said, "No, nah, I think this song is the best," I'd be like, "Okay, cool. You might have a point." Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not gonna listen to them and say, "Oh no, you're wrong. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. There's no reason why that song is better than this song." Like, like, come on, man. To say that push the T, to say that Terrence, I'm, I'm, this is how serious I am. To say that Terrence Thornton is not one of the top 50 rappers of all time is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, it's, 
One last thing. It would bother me is he. It, it became a joke to right. to Jim, and I know it's just unfortunate. It's like it's like seeing it's like seeing somebody you grew up with do some do some cornball shit. Like, damn, you really a dweeb for that, bro. Like, why you? <laughs> Why you do that, bro? Like you ain't you ain't gotta you ain't gotta be this way, bro. Like, cause what you saying is just I'm I'm putting Big Sean before Pusha T. Nobody's yeah, listening. Young to, yeah, like, I'm putting Young on. Boy. I'm, nobody's listening to these records in the clubs. Like, like, bro, that's that's like the argument that niggas always say that he always makes drug music. But it's right. just like, bro, I just listened to a a sixty minute breakdown of nostalgia on. Dissect podcast, and right. they broke down these. Like, bro, what don't you get? Don't what don't you get if bro. you from that cloth, so, as you say? Like, bro, it, it's just like like the video. Somebody made like a video for the story of Adon that was uh, Adidon that was uh, circulating the past couple of days. Yes, I seen like, it. It really added the images to go with the words. I'm like, bro, what more do you need? Like, if you didn't hear it, now you see it. And, bro. Like, it, was, it was bad. <laughs> come on, man. It was come bad. On, but man. those are the same people that's like, they like the duppy freestyle, which was it was trash. But uh, uh, let me let me continue on. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be here all day talking about the stupid shit these niggas be saying. All right, so yeah, I, I had I had Virginia. So um, once I put Virginia on there, I was very particular of my next song and what made sense. So with all the songs, um, 12 songs, so I listened to the last 20 seconds of a song. And then in my mind, I'm like, all right, so what fits here? Where do we go from here? So from there, I go from Virginia to Wamp Wamp. Now, I went to Wamp Wamp because... I love that fucking song. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Slim Thug's Star Trek album doesn't get enough credit that it should. Uh, an amazing body of work. Uh, already platinum. Um, yeah. Probably one of my favorite albums to come out on that label, on Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, yeah we did an episode about that. For like real? Last, in the first year with my boy Justin Tinsley. Um, shout out to Jay Tens, uh, ESPN sports and culture writer. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, I, he, yeah. I, 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 I throw his name out cause that's like, that's my like real, like close friend, but you know, he'd be on TV and shit. And, yeah. Like, like he's all around the horn. <laughs> like that's my guy. Like, but yeah. me and him talked about it on like the seventh episode of the podcast where we talked about that album and you know, what it meant to us too was cause he's from Petersburg. So it's like, and we were at Hampton when that album came out. So it was a matter of like the two world two worlds colliding because we were familiar with the Neptunes and what they were doing. So obviously we were super hyped for them. But then that was when Houston music was on a crazy run. Mm. And we were at Hampton and we were hanging out with Houston people. Okay. Who were playing us Mike Jones and Slim Thug mixtapes and Paul Wall and all of that stuff, Chameleon and all of them. And, like, to have them come out as strong as they did and some don't be a part of that and then him get signed to Star Trek mm-hmm. was a crazy, like, juxtaposition of two 
two different musical worlds for us at that time, which was dope. Yeah, dog. Uh, already platinum three kings, crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I ain't heard of that. Uh, first time I heard, I ain't heard of that. It was that the verse. Is it the verse? It was Hove. It was supposed to be Chains Clothes remix. Right. Um, right. And yeah, Hove come on there. I'm talking about button ups. Mm-hmm. Hove and his button up, but I'm still, still cutting, cutting up. up. Don't make me open, open the jacket. Open up. Come on, man. He's on. The yeah. best ever. Yeah. The best No ever. question. No question. <laughs> who, else, who else you know gets to perform at the Louis Vuitton Foundation in Paris for Basquiat tribute? Like, come on, like, uh, send everybody in the frenzy, and it's like, bro, I mean, hey, if I don't ever get another whole vibe, at least tour, nigga, at least tour, bro, like, just his presence on stage and how he commands the attention of the audience and make sure he shows love to everybody from the floor seats to the balcony. It, I I went to the 444 and I went to the uh, the on the run too, and it was just, it was just dope just to see that. Just, just to see how he interacts with people, but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, wham, wham. Uh, I love that song. Push a third verse, starting off with the ad lib. It was just like, nah, he means business. <laughs> like mm-hmm. coming out of those re up game Mitch tapes, I I can compare it now to me, me personally. It's just my personal opinion. I compare that to uh. That era of hip-hop where, and I talked about this on the episode, I want to say this was my last episode, that era of hip-hop where Prodigy was the that guy, like, for real, the H&IC. Like, the, coming out of the Who Shot Your Remix, where it was just like, nah, he went on like a tear. Like, so coming off the Re-Up Gang, it was like that era of, of Pusha specifically showed me he deserves to be in my top five. Like, yep. that was still, like, a weird time that it wasn't people, like, saying, oh, Pusha T is in my top five. So just saying it, niggas would be like, yeah, you kind of wildin'. Like, but right. I at that point, those Devil's Three mixtapes, it, it was no question. It was like, oh, no, nah, Hove and Pusha is my favorite rappers, bro. Like, hands down. So... And that energy is like we talked about that on, on, the, on the Bracket episode, is the energy of those mixtapes leading into... The aggression on Hell Half No Fury is mm. four years of label drama. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm mad. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be out here. And, and now I got to come back and remind y'all. Okay, cool. Y'all had me. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Let's talk. Yeah, y'all, y'all going to y'all gonna have to see what's going on. Like, right. I, I love everything about that. All right, so now after that, when when we going to go to uh, Win the Last Time? Uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I felt like it just fit. It fit. It fit where I was going with this. Um, I felt like it was important to include this just to keep the energy at a good level. So, like, we started off kind of like dark and sombering of like the with Virginia of how how fucked up and how crazy it get in that area, uh-huh. losing friends, the reality. So now it's like we picking the energy up. Um, when the last time, uh, kind of a song that I kind of get sick of more than grinding, but like I said, it was kind of necessary to put it on there. And, uh, uh, let's see, after that, we go to popular demand. Um, uh-huh. we still coasting. 
uh, it was imperative to show this side because I think by the time we get to popular demand, Cause did the the uh did the cover um and a lot of the and I'm sorry all the um single artwork. So it's showing their side of we got money now. We like the finer things. We like we know we the best dressed in hip hop at this very moment. We putting on niggas to Cause and uh uh. Baby Nape and they got we got ice cream out. Um what was their clothing line? Uh oh, play clothes. Play clothes. Play clothes. Yeah. Shout out to play clothes. I always wanted the silver Sacconis that they had. I could never get them. Uh but uh shout out to Karma Loop, because that's where the only place that had like had them had them. And Dr. J's.com. Um but the cool yeah. thing about popular demand too is like that's an that's a it's an interesting song. From a from a single standpoint, from a flashy standpoint, a stunting standpoint, but it's also one of the songs that you start to hear that malice is going in a different direction. Yes, like his verse is very much like, yeah, I'm on here, but I'm also letting you guys know that I'm I'm getting back to my my humble. Like I'm about to get back on my. I'm about to disappear. Like he's basically yeah. he's he had a a few of those verses sprinkled out through the whole catalog. Honestly, yes. But, where he's really he's being really reflective and saying like yo okay cool but it's time for me to fade back yeah i love uh that because he does it on the re-up gang mixtapes i want to say it's the third one they said he did and he didn't he didn't know the direction that people like he wasn't listening to the songs he was just doing the records excuse me i don't know if i heard that in his book I want to say it, it might have been his book or it might have been uh, like an interview that one of them did. They was like uh, some of the songs he would just come in and do them. He wouldn't hear what nobody else was doing, but it always matched up with what everybody else was doing on the records. Um, yeah. Malice smoked that. Uh, it was cool to see Ye on there. Um, I think... I think that was a perfect fit for Pusher. Yeah. Uh, like he was saying on uh, New God Flow, he's pretty much shined to his puff. He was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like, yeah, nah, you don't got to worry about this. I got it. And for somebody like Pusher to do that so late in their career still, right. it, it, I just loved it. I love Push playing bully ball. Like, it's uh-huh. like, oh, get the fuck out my way. Nah, I got this. Yeah, you talking to the wrong person. Uh, like when he... When he uh had to had to put consequence on timeout uh mm-hmm. on that Chevy Riding High remix. Uh I loved it. I love shit like that. Like, and that's why he became who he became uh for artists to me. So let's see. Yeah, man. I mean when when Pusha got with good music, that was like I was a huge Oh I'm tripping. Guy. I'm tripping. Cam's on there. Fuck. I'm thinking new uh new uh Gotta be a big deal. Fuck. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cam smoked that. that. Yeah, Cam yeah, smoked yeah. that. Y'all know what the fuck I meant. But yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, like uh Cam do smoke that. Uh it was cool to see them in the chicken bot spot doing the video. Uh that was kind of yeah. weird to see them together, but I think around the same time they was on uh a, a Yo Gotti song together. I wanna say. They did some song together. That it was kind of like, uh, I don't really understand it, but their 
their uh, music didn't clash. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, like I was a big, um, I was a big Kanye guy when Kanye was like blowing up mm-hmm. in 2002, three, four, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kanye is what he is right now. Like that's a whole other conversation. But like yeah. at the time, like that was okay. Hey, cool. This makes it. It made a ton of sense, bro. Like, okay, Malice is falling back, and you know, you know, if you really think about that time when he made that good music run, P and Chad was doing stuff, but like, it wasn't really. It wasn't two thousand two, two thousand three. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It was like, okay, cool. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We got the Nerd album coming out. Okay, Sing Sounds came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We got the Nothing Drink. They did some stuff, but it won't really. You could tell it wasn't the same type of grind that they was in before. So, I mean, it made sense. I think, you know, and, and also that's another thing that's important to note about Till Cassie Drop album. It's like that was the first time that we heard them, other than the mixtapes, like have album cuts that was produced by other people. And so yeah. that helps set the tone. And for Kanye to be on there, even though he ain't had no beats on there, but, if, but just him, for him to have that, that verse on kind of like a big deal. Like, I thought it, it was dope. I was hype about it. I, I pushed his. His place and all of the like the ascension of the good music crew. Whether you talk about Mercy, New God Flow, um, uh, that's that shit I don't like. Like, come on, man! Like, Ooh. push it, like, yo. That's the shit I don't like. Oh man, right? That, that it's like uh, it's like push it says on one of the songs from um from the darkest before the dawn, where he's like. The only great I make better was Jay Dilla. Like, mm. come on, man. Shout out to Dilla, dog. If y'all ever get a chance to read or listen to audiobook of Dilla Time, it's worth it, bro. It is so worth it, bro. It's such an amazing read, man. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind hearing him on a on a Dilla record. They say Buster Rhymes has a batch of Dilla beats, um, so. Maybe he gotta, let them, he gotta let them things go, man. Yeah, dog. I, yeah, I, I kind of need to hear something like that. But, uh, all right. So, to be clear, I met Popeyes, uh, which was uh, uh, popular demand. I'm sorry about that, people. All right. So, from popular <laughs> demand, we go to Hello New World. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. going, yeah. I got some, I got some okay. stuff he's going, yeah. But New World, uh, it sounds so menacing. This whole, the whole album, the yep. whole album from to the casket drop. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Hell have no fury. It was like if we looking at all three of the actual albums that came out, that was the perfect sophomore album. Mm-hmm. That was the the perfect perfect sophomore album, and it kind of showed me. Um. It just showed me where where they was going, where they been, the the frustrations and stuff like that. But Hello New World was just like I don't know if that's like a a I don't even know what instrument that is, a uh, uh, violin or a uh, piano. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it just <laughs> sounds crazy. Uh, Pharrell's on the hook, um, and it's just like it it kind of gives the same vibe as Virginia, just. Uh, as far as um, as far as content, uh, I just love that song, bro. I I love that song. Like I said, Hell Have No Fear was just an amazing 
body of work. I know I bring that up often when I have these debates with people asking me uh, my favorite duo, and it's always the clips. I get a lot of backlash. So I'm happy to talk to somebody that <laughs> understands where I go with a lot of my conversation when it comes to yeah, the clips. Uh, like, I remember, too, like, I don't know where I got them from, but before the album dropped, I had short snippets of Hello New World and Keys Open Doors, just the, just the first verses. Oof. And I was just like, come on, bro. Mm. Where's the album at? Like, I need I need this, bro. Like, just, just the both of them tracks was so crazy. Crazy bars. Yeah, I, I, the beat, it was just like, nah. What's up with y'all? Like, like, what y'all going through to be playing these kind of beats? And now I think as I was talking, I stopped because I thought I didn't think about uh, Pusha was talking about. It might have been this new album, um, but he was talking about, like, no, Pharrell was talking about how sometimes Pusha come to him. He's like, no, nah, I need something dark. Like, I need it. No, nah, I need to be darker. Like, this right. beat needs to be darker, like evil. And uh, and I was just like, nah, I kind of understand that this nigga probably been doing that his whole career. Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, so. But hello? you know, the, but you know, the rumor, I, I think this came out when there was, um, Andrew Barber from Fake Short Drive had them at the Complex Con. And mm-hmm. I think that's when Push was talking about how these Hell Have No Fury beats was, was like in the J folder. Really? Yeah, so these, like, somehow, like, again, we weren't there. We went in the room, and he didn't really elaborate. He just said he used to go check, go to the computer and check out the folders, and he would go check and see what's in the J folder and then be like, no, I need this. <laughs> oh, like, but he said that those was in the J folder, and somehow they ain't make it on uh, Kingdom Come. He, he stole them. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know if he stole them. I don't know, I don't know the details. All I'm, all I'm no, saying I... is he said that they were in the J folder, and somehow he got him. Well, that's that's, that's like how he was. How Pharrell tells the story about uh, grinding. Right. He was like, if you don't come down here now, it's going to jail. But I exactly. can't see Hove on some of those beats. Maybe the intro we got for cheap intro. I could see him on that. Maybe, but yeah, like the beats are, are dark. And when you think about that Kingdom Come album, they didn't fit. Yeah, I think they went to the right place. Yeah, like, absolutely. They went to the right place. We would have had a lot of dig a hole records. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm not sure how how I really mean that, but I'm pretty sure it's a good way to summarize that. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So where I was at, where, where I left off at. Let's see. Uh, Hello, new world. Now we going in the doorman. Mm-hmm. So we go Hello, new world. Uh, after the guy gives a speech at the end, and it's like. You hear that doom, 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 dope man. Like you hear that, it's just like, oh now, all right, they, they, it was set. Now we picking it back up yet again. This nigga about to go crazy. Like I heard that shit, and I never forget. I was listening to Q. It was uh, Q Tip Abstract Radio. They had Pharrell on, and Q Tip made a valid point. He said you could release, um. Hell Have No Theory. I think he was talking about Hell Have No Theory. You can release that. Or was it the popular, no, to the cassette drop? No, it was Hell Have No Theory. No, no, no. It was to the cassette drop. He was like, you could release that at any time, and it would still work with any any uh generation. 
And yep. to this day, you could release those two albums right now and they still would go. Just yep. hearing Doorman and it gave you that Easy E, uh, that Easy E. Oh, who? Somebody did Doorman. I can't think of the, the group that did Doorman. The person that did Doorman. Oh, you Door think Man. about Dope Man? Um, Cam? Uh, I think Cam did it. He redid it. Yeah. How I Get Robbed in Cali. Yeah, I Get I Cali, Cali Love. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just hearing that, um, it just it just was such a great I don't know, bro, and and like my uh I kind of uh <laughs> uh vicariously lived through them, my drug dealer ways. <laughs> so I kind of be like, nah, I pushed keys too, nigga. Uh, like so, uh, I I always loved that record, bro. Doorman is like one of my favorite records. Like I could play that anytime, bro. And like when I try to explain to people about the clips and the the pusher before the solo, it's like nah. It it was just man. Doorman was just one of the ones, bro. One of the mm -hmm. ones. And the good thing about the last the last two or three albums. That we they're interchangeable, like right. Doorman could have easily been on Hell Have No Theory, uh. So it was it was a lot of it was a lot of records that I felt on those albums that it was just like oh we can mix it up, which led me to doing something like this, and it's still like this the albums that we're putting together still sounds like a cohesive unit. So right. that's that's the real dope thing about that. Um, uh, so Doorman. Doorman at the doorman, we're going straight into grinding. I felt like mm -hmm. it was a perfect time to do grinding. Um, I didn't want to have grinding on the album too early. Um, it just a record that was kind of like <clears throat> after a while, it's like, all right, I feel like I gotta put this on there. Yeah, but I felt exactly uh, the same way because because we know grinding for what it was when it came out, and mm -hmm. that's the impact and it being a massive single at that time. Like, okay, cool that. When you are A and R in it, A and R and Laurel Woolen in 2002, like Grinding, got to be because that's what, that's what people buy the album for. But yeah. like, what we doing is different. So I think I agree with you. Having it in the middle, like having it like after something that was a little bit more in your face or or a little bit more like I don't know how to describe it, but just having that be as a song, I was like, okay, cool, damn. The impact of that is multiplied because we gotta take it. So you gotta take the step back of it's like when you heard it for the first time on the radio, mm. and then you heard it in a sequence of that album. What we trying to do is way different than that. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like everybody lunchroom niggas acting like we knew how to rap <laughs> because our <laughs> our friends decided to put the that beat that beat a milli uh. Oh, uh, I can't think. Uh, scenario. Those are certain beats that it's like, nah. This this changed the landscape of music for me. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, grinding, grinding remix, the reggae remix, the uh, the the remix with Wayne, Baby, Nori, Clips. Uh, that was dope. I thought it was interesting for them to put uh. A reggae one on there, dance hall. Yeah, uh, I thought that was dope to see that. 
Um, yeah. and, and that I just speaks like to how it. crazy, crazy dance hall was in 2002. Like Sean oh, Paul was everywhere. Crazy, bro. bro. Sean Paul, shout out to uh, Cardinal Fischel. Uh, another person that I love his music. That mm-hmm. that album, um, that he did on Convict, um, which to circle back, he the set it off had. I think set it off originally had uh, Wayne on it. Okay. I think it was the clips and Wayne. He tried to put it together and it just didn't work, so he just went with the clips. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's grinding, and after grinding, we go into Chinese New Year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm at your door. Is that that one? Yeah. I'm at your door. Your eyes are like, why are you here? Judging by my still, I got something to do here. Like. <laughs> Like, this nigga's a murderer. <laughs> the killer's here. The killer's here. Like, I just, man, yo, like, it was it was them. And then then hear, hear Roscoe on that, bro. Yes. And I, and I Sympathy, love. Sympathy, I feel nice. <laughs> it's just how he, like, a true poet. Like, a, a real right. poet, bro. Like, I, I love, I love with Pico Chain was like what he brought to the table, what he brought to the label. Um, and I love how they embraced him to this day, how they embraced him. I remember somebody asking, asking Pusher, like, who's that favorite rapper? Who's his favorite rapper? And I, and I know he said that. I, I know he said Roscoe. Um, I just wish that we would have got that DJ Premier music that P asked DJ Premier to do. Uh, I, I'll never forget that video of, P seeing him at like a show or an airport and he was like, Yo, I got I got this artist, Roscoe P. Cochain. And Premier was like, I know him. And he was like, Yo, I, I really need you to do these songs for him. And I really wish we got it. I see he's home. Uh, welcome home, Roscoe. Uh I just I just I would love to see the music come out now. I'm if y'all could get him at something in the water, the something in the water conversation is uh I maybe if we got time, we'll talk about that later. I was kind of disappointed. Um, but uh, so yeah, Chinese New Year, love that. I went back and forth with putting that as the last song because I wanted to end it dark. But I was kind of like, there's another song that I can end this with, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna put this right after uh, Grind It. Uh, so after that, we're gonna go into Comedy Central. Okay, Comedy Central is a record that's as the music, as I started to love music more, especially their music, I started to love the song more. It was a song yep. I normally would skip, um, but uh, now it's the, uh, I, I think that was another song on the bracket that I was kind of like, I was surprised, but when I put it on IG, niggas was like, yeah, you tripping, that's a, that's a record. Um, the song Comedy Central is like, you know, it really is just them having having a lyrical exercise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just having Push and Malice, Malice and Fab just get on there and just, like, try to out-rap each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, um... That was, like, the real... That, for me, that was, like, the, uh... The surprise one for me. Like, I wasn't sure if I was gonna keep this on here. Like, so I was just like, you know what? It's... Just, it's, it's okay. I, like, you started to like the song as you started to love their discography. 
So I was like, yo, fuck it, just keep it. But the song that I was just talking about was Gangsta Lean. That was a song that uh, I I was like, why do these niggas got that shit on it? Why is this shit still moving to the next round? Why is it in this round too? What the fuck is going on? And then uh, my man, I put it on IG, and my man was like, nah, you tripping. That record go crazy. I was like, nah, bro. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I was in the room. <laughs> Like, looking at all my friends, like, are y'all seriously about to have Gangsta Lean take out Doorman, bro? Oh, my God. Bro. Are we really doing that? <laughs> like, are we really doing that? And one of my uh, my little homie, uh, Chance Fisher, one of my little brothers from the crib that was there on the episode, he basically was like, yo, Gangsta Lean is a, is a nerd record. It's not a clips record. It's not like yes. a nerd record. Yes. Like, so... I get it. Like, if, you know, and I'm not a smoker, but I know but a lot of people in that room with me were, and they like, that's why they like it. Because it's, uh, it's a smoker. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about. But I, <laughs> but I got outvoted, bro. And that's that's what happens in the bracket, man. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. I'm with you. I love I'm that. It's you. like a dark horse in, in the bracket. But I was sitting there, I just pulled up to the job. I'm in the car. I looked at the radio. I'm like, Nah, these niggas is tripping. I, I'm with, I'm with Moss on this one. Nah, nah, these niggas is really wilding. Then then it made it made a it made a nice little way. I was like, why the fuck are we doing this? I was like, nah, I gotta come, come on, back to this. Man. I gotta come back to this. I, was, I gotta cut this off. Come on, man. Come on. I was like, gangster lean. And so uh, it, it's important to let the audience know, like, the way that we built the bracket was it wasn't just all of us in the room. So like we had some other guests, and I have Vogue, my partner, mm-hmm. you know, submit their top 15, 16 tracks, and I ranked them based on everybody's input. So it came, like, the the rankings came from input from, like, like eight, nine people, ten okay. people. But, you know, it's that core six of us that's from Richmond. But then, like, Vogue, Vogue brings in a different perspective because she's a woman, and mm-hmm. she grew up, you know, in Maryland. So, like, her, like, the stuff that she likes... You know, Gangsta Lean is her favorite clip song. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, Niles gave us input. Crazy, and he's from crazy. Cali. Our other homeboy, Patrick Pryor, that's from Chicago. Like, so, like, to get that input from other people outside of my core group of Richmond dudes that we grew up together. So, we, for the most part, like the same stuff. But obviously, we don't because we didn't agree on Gangsta Lean. <laughs> but, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was why it was important to make sure that we got input from people across like other people that weren't just in the same uh, frame of reference as us, but I don't know, man. If you like Gangsteline, shout out to you. But. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate how y'all did it because it, it does give a perspective from something other than uh, your area. Because this, right. I would have never, I would have never did that. <laughs> I would have never put Gangsteline on <laughs> anything. But uh, so after that, uh, after Comedy Century, we go keys open doors, uh, mm-hmm. menacing. Menacing, bro. Uh, just the beat, the beat for that, and the beat for Doorman are similar. That's why I was saying it's interchangeable with those records on these albums. Uh, uh, Keys open doors. Yo, know, it's no words that I could say for how great that fucking record is. It's, um, a, it's a beautiful song, man. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful song. It's like the just the imagery. Of the lyrics, open the frigidaire, twenty five the life in there. Yeah, so much white that you think your holy Christ is near. Come on, dog. Like, come on, man. Like, it ain't just coke rap. He's painting like 
Renaissance paintings of cocaine descriptions and like, come on, dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's more it's more to it. It's more to what people are like. Oh, that nigga just talk about drugs. Like, bro, it's it's different over here though, bro. It's not right. birds this, birds that without giving an analogy for it. Right. Just like with uh when Malice was on the on the yay joint on a gospel on a gospel kind of mm-hmm. album talking about a trunk full of Barry Manilow's like mm-hmm. I love that like I love that make people try to figure out what the fuck is this nigga talking about like mm-hmm. then he's like damn now who the fuck is Barry Manilow oh he's white okay yeah so it's like shit like that <laughs> like it's like yo like. Come on, bro. Like, oh man, it's it's different. It's it's different on this side. That's what I be trying to tell people. So, keys open doors. At the keys open doors, I'm going to. Uh, I'm not you. Okay. Kiss Styles. Uh, another one of those records that, as I got older, I appreciated. Yeah. Um, I thought that was dope, especially during that era. This is 2002. So we getting into that that Jadakiss era of yeah. I'm I'm that guy. Like people yeah. know who I am. Knock yourself out is coming. Uh yeah, the- and it's so crazy. I I wanna I wanna make sure that we had this conversation because I saw the clip you posted of you talking about Jadakiss. Uh-huh. And I hundred percent agree. My man Jada has stood the test of time, like with ease, not really pressing the, or wanting to be the man, just you know, being a solid dude, being true to his craft, when anybody from any generation, past, present, or future says, Jadakiss, we need you, he comes on and kills it. Like, mm-hmm. it's some drink that he did. I want to say, I don't want to say the wrong song, but, like, he did a song, a remix of a song with some young rapper I had never heard of, and I was like, yo, that's the same old kiss. It was, I think it might have been something with Dave East, and I was like, yo. Come on, man. Like, yeah. this man, Zeta Kiss, has been doing it. Like, I actually went to see the uh, Legends of the Street tour here in Philly last night. And, okay. Like, Jada is that guy, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. that guy. He deserves all the flowers. And if you ever, if anyone ever questioned him or didn't appreciate what Jada brings to the table, if they saw the verses and they still <laughs> do, you crazy. Just, like, you're not a fan. You're not appreciative. <laughs> you're not of the culture. Just stay over there. Jada's that guy. Uh, uh, I think I make reference to this versus battle at least every couple episodes. We went, me and my girlfriend went. It was oh, the shit. most amazing, the most amazing time I've ever had in my life. To be in that arena when they was going crazy like that, when when he just, when he did the I shot you shit. Now, Come I'm going I'm to be fair. I don't remember the I shot you freestyle when it initially came out. Um, on the mixtapes, but when he did it being there, them niggas in the audience knew. And as soon as mm-hmm. that happened, it hit a switch. It was a switch mm-hmm. that was so crazy. Then to go into the, the napalm sack, as he say, that uh with the girl records, my Bruh. God. I was mad that he didn't do uh all the love, but it was cool. Mm. It was cool. Like I was cool with that, cause then it went to uh no 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 I was mad he didn't do World War Three, like he was about okay. to do it and then he yeah. went to all the love, but yeah. uh like yo, like dog probably like my top five greatest concerts I ever went to. Bro, like when they talking about when he came out so they had a girl records like and then and they dropped the uh 
Honey. The Honey Remix? Oh, my God, bro. Come on. All the money in the, the world, world couldn't, couldn't even amount to a teaspoon. Come on, man. Melting your mouth. It's the lot to Mariah. You checking this out? Come on, dog. Yes, sir. That boy was spitting. Again, love, love Dipset. Love Cam. Love Jewel. Love Jim, bro. The music is different. And you can just tell that Jada and P and Styles, I mean Jada and Styles and she mm-hmm. really put the energy into crack. And that and that goes back to what I was talking about earlier from a marketing standpoint. When I always think about the moment, like what's the biggest moment? They took advantage of it and said, like, let's craft oh. this exactly how we wanted we want it to go. Absolutely. And they did that. Absolutely, bro. It was so many missed opportunities. Being in, seeing the missed opportunities, like why wasn't Mace here? Why didn't y'all bring Mace out? Why why wasn't Horse and Carriage performed with Mace? Like, and the locks didn't even have to bring Mace out, and they got records with the nigga. Like, and it was just like, I think during that time, to be fair, during that time, I think Cam and Mace didn't settle their differences because I was following Mace's sister. Don't ask me why, but I was following Mace's sister, and she was like, yeah, we rooting for the locks. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't fuck with them niggas right there. But um, it was a lot of... It was a lot of... uh, (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Baby States. Uh, But it was was a lot of uh, missed opportunities. A lot of the Dipset records that I would think to perform just wasn't being performed and it was a situation that i was one of those people like going into it dipset and i only said dipset because i that era of me growing up middle school high school dipset controlled it. like d block j hood lots like that was cool but after oh um when you start with the o2 yeah home with me album and then you go all the way to like maybe what the games been missing. The, the but then you, you talking about even Killer Season had oh yeah, Killer Season wipes and the drain was sucking and not with Wayne like yeah they they, they was they was everywhere man just like, dropped the they ball. had they had it yeah they, they had it and I, and that's and I feel you like going into it you just think in those moments you got to have records that are gonna hit people in the face and. You're not expecting a show, right? Yes. Like I think you, if you're just expecting people to play regular, that's going to hit you in the face and go back and forth, that's what it sounded like what we expected Dipset to do and win. But when you talk about the way that Jada and Styles and, and she really crafted those songs and the progression of them, you know, like, let's let's drop this Who Shot You joint. And, like, this, this song going to hit you in the face, but when you – when you remember how absolutely insane Jadakiss rapped on it, that's going to hit you in the face. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. And it was just like, some of those records, it's like, it verses are about hits, but I feel like sometimes when it comes to verses, that is, uh, that's, it, it doesn't always have to be charting hits. Right. Street hits do matter in this particular case. And Absolutely. I think I think with with Dipset, it was just like, bro, y'all doing y'all did eight forty eight. Like that's a that's a record they got with Flocka. Like no disrespect to Flocka at all, but it's like 
I ain't need to be on versus. <laughs> I ain't need to be there. But uh, let's see where I'm right. at. Where I'm at. Uh, all right, so we are on keys open doors. Oh no, I'm not you. Last song. I'm gonna end it with I'm good. Uh, and I ended it when I'm good. Wanted to end it on a high note. Um, I wish the remix yep. with Ross was on there, but um, I like that. It shows like triumph. If you think about it, like because we started off with Virginia, I'm good at showing you like I could lead the game right now. I ain't, I don't really care. You feel me? My brother's in a better space. Uh, yeah. I'm going on to my solo career. We good. Like we we don't have to worry about anything. Ended with Pharrell as well. So I felt like it was perfect to end the album, my arranged rhythm, uh, with that. Uh, man. This this was dope. <laughs> I, so I want to I want to say too, like I, when I was doing it, I had a similar thought at first, and what I did was, but the song that I wanted to end with was the the joint "We Get Money" the Caught Dealing remix. Mm. Um, that starts off, you know, take money, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take money, mm. money. But then that's not on none of the albums. Like that's just a uh, like that's just a B side cut. That they didn't even make exclusive audios. Like the part one is on the exclusive audio footage, but this the second version on it. But like to me, for the same exact reasons that you said, it's ended on a high note. It's really talking about we good the energy, but you still bragging, you still stunting. P has a crazy verse on there. Like uh, like push it starts that J off like. Remember me, oh so I got three vices, money, sex, and polo. Like, mm. come on, dog. Like, that was that was the song that I originally had as my last song, but then I took it off because it ain't on streaming. But I also like, I did kind of want to end dark. I, I I went back and forth about whether I wanted to end dark if I wanted to end on a high note. I understand. Uh, what's a record on from the Reup Gang mixtapes that you wanted to put on there? I mean. I know I wasn't allowing freestyles and, and stuff like that, Bro, but I think the I think number two is my favorite. Mm. Volume two is my favorite of the reap tapes, and I remember um, some of my favorites on that joint are when they when they rapped over Tony Yayo joint. Um, they rapped over the game drink that Timbaland produced. Put you on a game. Yeah. Okay. They rapped over. Um, Yo, so my favorite joint is them rapping over Ghostface Daytona 500. Oh, I love that record to begin with. And the reason why that's my favorite is because, first of all, it's no hook, no nothing. They just they just going back and forth. But Pusha has this line on there here where he says, the girls admiring the splendor but scared because she remember how a dope dealer had ruined the life of Kimba. And so a lot of people are not going to get that at first, but the story behind it is Kimba is this woman in Virginia who got caught up with a dope dealer in Virginia. Okay. And like, she was going to school and she was a great student, whatever, got caught up with a dope dealer, ended up having to go to jail because they got like, I think she got caught with, with dope in the car or something. And she served mad time because of being affiliated with him. And so, when we was kids, she was out of jail and she would come to schools and tell that story as like a precautionary tale of not getting into drugs and shit. Mm -hmm. 
So like there's a whole generation of kids from Virginia that have heard about her or maybe even have heard her story or met her that are only going to be the people that get that clip okay. to get that bar. And that, sh- that shit always stuck out to me because I'm like, yo, this man is really speaking directly to us in this moment. And people are not going to understand how crazy of a line that is. Like, so that's part of the part reason why 3500 is one of my favorite from the, from the rehab tapes. Damn. Yeah, I'm definitely putting that on YouTube. Uh, cause I I didn't know that. That that's that's dope. Now it's like bars like that that it's like all right that that went over the average person. Yeah, rhyme, but there's a reason why he said that. Like exactly for the, for the niche audience that understand that from the niggas that understand it from where I'm from. Like so right. that's oh that's that's hella fire, bro. Crazy. The second one was good. The second one was good. There's a lot of shit on there, but that third run. When they rapped over uh Ride or Die. Mm. Uh was that Ride or Die? I pulled from the Ghost of the Dead Greats, Luigi Boy Flow. All you niggas is dead weight. Uh they say you spit a rod, then you spoil the child. It's me with the pirates, my mother's denial. Nah. Oh my Come god, on, bro. Man. It is like I'm I would do a part two of just using a re-up game. Like that shit was. Oh my god, bro! Like yeah, that, man. the cry now, the the intro, just just the intro of the lady talking before they get to Ad Lava saying "fuck all y'all" and like <laughs> when it was just like the uh that the uh um twenty thousand twenty thousand making brothers on the corner yep. uh. Yep. The uh the ride or die, but the intro to ride or die where they used uh from Get Rich or Die Trying movie when they used that part uh ah uh, the uh when they went out when they went at Wayne <laughs> when they, I, I gotta I gotta go back and listen to three just to because ca- like I gotta go back and listen to three I I ran two so yes. much but I gotta go back and listen to three yeah uh three. Three was three was something um was something special, bro. Good morning, yeah. good morning too, good morning. It was just like, I yo, I can't call it, bro. That's when I like I said, that's when I know this nigga was that nigga. Like, nah, it's like it it filled the void from that that gap of mixtape era of clues, Big Mike's MV, K Slay, right. moving on to niggas doing that own mixtapes so that the gangster grill shit like that like that era it was like the perfect second coming of age of mixtapes for me oh no do you remember on two it might have been the first song on two when they hopped on that ludicrous joint um like the it's like the first song of ludicrous's red light district album uh which just comes r-e-u-p-g-a-n-g r-e young obnoxious Hand on our conscious. Like the 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 like yeah. City watches. Hit her with the Dougie like Cameron. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Ooh. On, Ooh. Now I got to go back to two now. I got to go back to two. Come on, man. Uh, when, when Pharrell get on the, um, on, on the, on the game joint. Yeah. But you know what? Is this on there? Is the maybe remix on there? I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was. When when uh when Pusha does the intro to that, 
And he was like, everybody, no, I don't write this man rhymes. Everybody yeah. on my crew stand on their own, yeah. too. And it was just like yeah. how he, Pharrell has this, has this thing with him. It's certain freestyles that he goes crazy. That, yeah. and, the, every, uh, every Every verse he spit on the re-ups was like, you know, part of the prequel, basically. Yes. Yes. Like it could have been Oceans. some leftover bars from from the Gangster Girls mixtape. Oh, the Gangster Girls. Like it's one of the other joints on the, on two. It's like I can't think of what the what the name of the actual beat is, but it's like we want LA, nigga. We want New York. Mm-hmm. And P comes on that and he says Star Trek's the Black Pixar. I'm like, come on, dog. What are you? What are you? Come on, man. Damn, damn. Who fucking song is that? I don't know. Talk the talk. Yeah, yo, it was like he. I can't get this off in the public because of who I am. But right, right. now, yeah, I'm, these these my friends, so right. I, I'm cool with my friends. So yeah, that it was three records, and I'm gonna get out. We gonna get out of here. Uh, so it's that the maybe remix, uh-huh. the him on the Tron beat. Uh, what the game's been missing, I think, is the name of the freestyle. Okay. Um, he raps over the Tron intro beat and him. Uh, the Pirellis is real. The whites is clean. The oh, Gator boots. Uh, yeah. uh, Trap uh Trapper die. Trapper die. Trap Yo. Him rapping over Trapper die. I'm so glad Bro. that that is on. That's on streaming platforms. That Bro. song only is on a Young Dro mixtape. Trapper kill. Um, I found that and saved that. <laughs> Dog, he is is different. I tell people all the time, bro, that Neptune's Star Trek clips. Shout out to the Khalees. Shout out to uh Slim Thug. Um, nerds. It was it was Super Cat. <laughs> yeah. Super you know, Cat. With Dirt, Dirt McGirt was yes. Guess who's home? Guess who's home? <laughs> Guess who's home? <laughs> Watching Pharrell coach him of how he wants him to do this. Like, I want you to be yeah, yourself, man. bro. Like, and he was yeah, he was in a, that space coming out of jail. So it was like, I don't know if you tell me what what you want me to do. No, I want you to be yourself, bro. Like, so shout out to them, man. Any shout outs, man? I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, this I'm gonna be honest. This is a very uh transparent moment. I don't do this often. Um, I I'm like a person that. Uh, I like, I like to do the podcast with my friends. Like a lot of people, they're like, yo, you should start reaching out to people and stuff like that. It's always cool up until somebody say that to me. Like (laughs) I gotta, I gotta do, it gotta make sense. And an episode like this made sense to do with somebody with like mine, uh, from that era of music that I love and hold dearly to my heart. Um, so just, before your shout outs, just thank you. Thank you for being yeah, on man. here, man. Happy to do it. Like one thing I always say too that like again with this with the podcast being a labor of love, like whatever positive comes from it is a blessing. Like yes. connecting with people and like between Instagram and obviously the podcast itself, like the fact that we have people that like follow this and listen to it on a regular like that blows my mind every time i see we get new followers i'm like yo yeah. it's crazy but between instagram and twitter and the actual podcast like the little bit of little community that we're carving out 
and space that we're giving for people like you and us to connect and have conversations about that is really dope. I really appreciate that. Um, so I appreciate you reaching out, man. Like DNV love too. Like, like I said, DC, Maryland and, and Baltimore, like those part of my second homes too. So like, you know, we all got this similar connectivity there. That is dope. Like we all, you know, that, that's, that's something I try to keep it positive too. Is like a lot of people, like we talked about with the whole Jim Jones thing. like a lot of people try to get into this space and try to speak from an authoritative point and try to put people down because they don't know stuff, like not listen to other people's opinion. Like, yo, like be confident and like what you like, but also be open and listen to what somebody else got to say and yeah. having a conversation, they might put you on. Like, like I, 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 I encourage anyone who likes the Neptunes, go listen to any of our episodes. Like we're going to try to be better about posting the playlist so you can get the music. Like, a lot of people had never heard this Mayor, Mayor Hawthorne joints that he did back in 2013 that were fire. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get on it. Music is music. It touches, it's going to hit you in a certain way. You might like it, but at least check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, this was, this was dope. Uh, I kind of, I was winging. At, at first, I was winging. I was like, you know, I think this would be better if we, nah, do it this way. Just uh, do it this way. <laughs> you enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Stuff like that. Like I said, man, I appreciate you being on. Um, any shout-outs before you get out of here? Um, Shout-out my partner, Vogue. Shout-out to all my boys back at the crib. All, everyone you'll recognize from the VMOS and Friends episodes. Steve, Dave, Gramps, Ray, Mark, Chauncey. Um, Got a shout-out. I can't I can't do anything in life now without shouting out my fiance. So shout-out to Kia. And, um, yeah, man, we just... We just have shout out Richmond, shout out seven five seven, shout out the whole Virginia, shout out the DMV, shout out Philly. Like I appreciate the love that everyone that I've touched in those different areas. Even, yo, I forgot to mention this too. Talking about the Slim Thug joint, I lived in Houston, Texas for two years too. Oh shit! So like <laughs> to be down there, like that's a different energy too. To be able to say like, yo, like I really am here with Slim Thug, and then was anyway. But like shout out to Houston, Texas too. Mm-hmm. Damn, damn, that's, I mean, dang, that's pretty dope. I love Houston. <laughs> I love Houston, dog. Houston is great. Like, bro, I can't wait to go Houston there in September. Is, Houston is love, bro. Houston is love. Yeah, it get hot down there. Like a motherfucker, love, bro. It's, it's just <laughs> sweating bullets. Sweating bullets, man. But like I said, yo, thank you so much for being on. Um, Make sure y'all check out. Neptune Sunday, uh, is that that's everywhere, right? Uh, Apple, Spotify, yeah. Uh, Check out YouTube. Neptune Sunday, Apple, Spotify. Uh, it's on SoundCloud too. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's just vloss08. Um, but yeah, tap in, hit me up. You got suggestions? You want to tell us that you ain't like the song that won the clips bracket? That's cool. <laughs> I want my. The DMs are open, yo. Let's let's talk. <laughs> yo, hey, make sure y'all... I started there. So start there. Start there for me, just in case you want to be pissed, because I got pissed, and then I started listening to more episodes. That's how that goes. <laughs> you get pissed, it's like, what else these niggas know? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, always Baltimore County forever. 